good morning. It is seven minutes after 10 o'clock, and it is Froster Buns Friday. Glad to have you with us. If you want to send a message in, go to GaryNolan.com. If you don't want your voice heard across the state, we understand. Sometimes you just can't, can't be heard. Uh, otherwise, you pick up the phone and call us at 800-529-5572. Or even 874-9390 if you're local. And you know if you're local, because you're in the Columbia area. All right. Let me go to the phones on uh, Frost Your Buns Friday. Uh, we'll start with Betsy. Uh, smart meters. Betsy, good morning. Good morning. I didn't think I'd be on the radio. <laughs> oh, you don't want to be on the radio? No, that's okay. That's okay. I'm um, very upset with the utility companies. Pourquoi? And the smart the utility companies and the smart meters. Yeah. Um, they're going to install one at my house. I got a, a notice in the mail about this is happening. You know, nonchalant, simple. So I uh, called the number on the form and asked if I could opt out. And they said, sure, you got to talk to your utility company. So I did. And they're telling me that they have to change my meter anyway. And it'll be a $100 fee to do that. That's non-refundable. And then on my utility bill for the rest of it, I will be charged $40 a month in addition to my usage. And I go, well, number one, you don't come out here and read my meter. Why do you have to come change it? Well, that's our policy. Well, isn't it a shame that we don't have competition? Because well, do you think they'd be... Um, yeah, but I don't um, I don't live far from an REA company, but my goodness, that's going to cost me an arm and a leg to have a line built to me. Well... I don't think the REAs are doing that. You might want to check and see how much it costs or if it has a price or if they're doing the same thing. Here's the thing. When you have competition in the market, they're a lot less likely to uh, to abuse you. And in some states, they have it and uh, that competition, and they they don't get ripped off like this. So I would I but would don't, check. Don't don't you think there's a bigger agenda behind it all? Oh, what you mean to to control you? Correct. Oh, absolutely. Somewhere down the road, you know, if you're using a little too much electricity, Betsy, we're going to have to cut you back. Sorry. Yep. Or turn that. you off. Yeah, well, that's what that's what I mean. Cut you back. We're going to have to, you know, turn your electricity yep. off or. Yep. All right, Betsy, thank you. Best thank of luck you. to you. Look and see if Thanks. you can find some competition. Take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Immigration uh, is next. Rick in Hallsville. Good morning. Good morning, Gary. Uh, you know, yesterday it was announced that the country of Mexico now exports or we import more from Mexico than we do from China. Neither of those have a uh, minimum wage law. Virtually China, at least, is slave labor. Um, and the immigration problem we have, uh, the Democrats are doing this for all the wrong reasons. They're building their next slave labor uh, group um, once they have completely made America a communist nation, uh, because they're going to destroy 
all of the middle class. And, uh, you know. Uh, all right, Rick, are you, you upset? Are you upset that Mexico doesn't have a minimum wage? No, um, I think we should not either. Correct. But, uh, you are correct. Um, but but I'm just pointing out that the Democrats are allowing and encouraging all this migration to build the next slave labor group, just as China and kind of Mexico does. All right. All right, Rick, thank you very much. Yeah, Glad man. to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Tom on immigration, good morning. Hey, Gary. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I agree with you about just having immigration be basically open, just screen them, make sure they're not criminals, make sure that they're not carrying in a communicable disease, things like that, uh, in principle. But my problem is that you acknowledge that the problem we have now is the welfare state and the tax structure that we have where, you know, what is it, the bottom 50% of our population doesn't pay any taxes in but receives, you know, who knows, the majority of the benefit from, you know, from all of the, uh, you know, the financial aid that the government offers to people. And, of course, this draws people from all over the world because they're granted these benefits from day one that they enter our country. So would you... Would you grant that maybe it would be be a good idea for us to maybe put a pause on the immigration that we both agree is a good thing until we fix the tax problem? No. No, I think we fix... Uh, first, refer you to the Wharton study, and there are a, 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 I looked at a, about two dozen other studies that indicate that they create more jobs and are a net positive for the economy. And we need that. So if it's a net positive, bring them in. Uh, the other side of the coin, yeah, we should be working on getting rid of all these government programs. And I think that saves us even more money. But I don't think you stop uh, good people from coming here to make a living. Well, I mean, don't you think that if we're adding, I mean, we've got... And again, I, I like immigration. I, I don't see a problem with it. You know, my ancestors came here in the 1600s. I don't see why other people shouldn't be allowed to come here if they can get a better life. But again, we're, we're creating this, um, you sometimes use this term, these pathologies, where we're bringing in generations of people or, or we're creating generational pathologies by instantly putting them on the government teeth and since we haven't fixed the problem, which is the tax situation, you're, you're bringing in generations of people that are going to be dependent on the government, and we're just making it harder and harder and harder to fix the tax problem. Well, instead or, of you know, punishing, instead of punishing people who want to come here to work, let's fix the other side of the coin. That's the solution, and. Let's, well, sure, and I, and I agree with you, but I and think, don't I, forget, I think we're just making it impossible. Well, don't forget, they, they produce more economic good than they harm. The bottom line is, it's better for us to have them than not. So let's, let's go fix the real problem and, and not tell people who want to better themselves the way our forefathers did. They can't come here. We're closing the door on them. 
right. Thanks, Gary. All right, Tom, thank you for, uh, I think, an intelligent debate. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Brian, I got to, let me do this quick break so we don't get interrupted. And then, and it's the short break of the hour. It's a total of three minutes. Then we'll come back and chat with listeners. I'm the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 19 minutes after 10 o'clock. Brian, I feel sorry for people uh, listening to us in Springfield. You know why? Why would that be? Funny you should ask, Bigfoot Brett. <laughs> uh, because they don't have uh, Como Premium Exteriors oh, yes. down there. It, it, you can get them in, in central Missouri, mid-Missouri, um, but you can't. Get, they, they don't go all the way down to Springfield. But if... You know, if if you want um, your siding, your roofing, your windows, your doors, your gutters, or even a new deck put on your house, these are the people to go to. Uh, I've been endorsing them now for about a half a year. Uh, and I did that because so many people had so many great things to say about Como Premium Exteriors. Now, let me let me go one step further because... Whenever somebody wants me to endorse them, they give me a, a list of their of their their uh, happy clients. They're never going to give me a list of their unhappy clients, so I never rely on that. What I did was I asked listeners if they had work done on the outside of their home, and you know who did it and how did it turn out. And the response for Como Premium Exteriors was amazing. It was amazing. So uh, that's how I came to find out. Uh, that's that's how I learned uh, just what a great company they are to work with. So drive up appeal if you're going to sell your house, but certainly uh, your your utility bills. Uh, you save money with good windows. Uh, you certainly want your roof to not leak. There's storms coming this spring. They're going to tear up roofs. You should be calling. Como Premium Exteriors. On the World Wide Web, it's ComoExteriors.com. ComoExteriors.com. Uh, folks in Springfield, I can't help you there. But if you're in central Missouri, that's the place to go. It is Frost Your Buns Friday. And uh, we are taking calls on any topic that's on your mind. Right now, immigration seems to be the hot one in Springfield. Roger is here. Roger, I'm sorry you guys don't have Como Premium Exteriors down there. Hey, I am too. I just had my house all redone on the outside. So would have been nice to have gotten a bit from somebody else too. Yeah. yeah. What's on your mind? Yeah. Say, uh, I'm totally against illegal uh, immigration. Uh, I think we need to vet people for disease. Yep. I think we need to vet them to be criminals. Yeah, and the different and the different things. I lived on the Mexican border for seventeen years and worked in Tijuana for four years, doing some work, some electrical engineering work. And ninety percent of those people want to come over here to work and to change their lives because their government is about as crooked as it can get. Yep. So I don't begrudge them. I just want it to be done the right way. Yes. As far as the Democrats, they're flooding all these people in here and don't care because they're going to get more seats in the House of Representatives by far because they only count the people. They don't count the citizens. 
So that's the game they're playing. And once they get that taken care of, uh, Republicans will have a lot less seats. And I think that's that's what's going on here. But the, the Mexican people are not, um, they're not lazy. That Where I lived, I had five acres of avocados, and they would come over and, and pick avocados for the season, and then they would, go back but now uh, my son still lives out in san diego and and he says they're coming over and going to the junior college uh system as illegals and then they're turning out in the heating and air conditioning electrical trades plumbing and different well look look uh, you first off you are absolutely right uh, we should be making sure they're not criminals, doing the best we can to vet them, make sure they're not carrying some deadly communicable disease. And, and then if they want to come in and work, we should be letting them come in and work. Uh, as I pointed I out, study after study indicate that they and their, and their uh, first generation American progeny are much more likely to create businesses and create jobs than Native Americans. Um, we want that. We want that. Roger, thank you. Great comments. All right. Take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. It's just frustrating to me when I hear somebody whose family has taken advantage of all of these opportunities say, no, we should slam the door. We should just, we should just stop that. We, we don't want them coming in. They're, they're going to, you know, we, we just have too many already. And there is no full up. There is no full up. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, let's see. And really, it's really simple. People are upset about illegal immigration. Keyword illegal. One million plus since the Biden administration. If you want to talk research, a new research model from Penn Wharton uh, budget model says we find that after initial period, increasing legal Im- immigration improves both the government's fiscal balance and the economy on a per capita basis. The paper stated legalization policies or regularizing undocumented immigrants, on the other hand, worsens the government's fiscal balance due to increased spending while having modest effects on the economy broadly. Um, yeah, well, look, we, does anybody disagree that we need to get rid of the welfare state? Unless you're a leftist, you uh, you probably agree we need to stop the welfare state. It was never up to the government to make sure that somebody who's hungry got fed. There are cases in our history where politicians tried to make that happen and wiser ones stopped it. I can't remember the name of the president. It was They were trying to give money to uh, cattle, uh, uh, farm, cattle ranchers in uh, Texas. I guess there was a drought. I don't know how that was possible without carbon, uh, you know, without SUVs. But there was a drought. And uh, the president said something along the lines of, I cannot lay my finger upon the part of the Constitution that gives me the authority to do this. To send this money, to take money from American citizens to help other citizens. It's just not their job. So how do you fix it? You find 
principled people to elect and put in the White House. That's how you fix it. You find principled people and you put them in, in the House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate. That's how you do it. But it, And i got to tell you, there's a part of me, and I'll ask you this. I'll, I'll, let me throw this out as a topic. Do you think, do you believe that we are going to be able to save the republic? I, I want you to think about that. You know, $34 trillion in debt, $100 trillion in promised money, welfare state, government-controlled health care, government education system. Do you believe we're going to be able to save the republic, or do you think somewhere down the road we're going we're gonna to the republic will collapse? 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. Or you can go to GaryNolan.com and send me a message. It, it just pops up in the studio. You don't get any cookies. We don't send you advertisements. Just tell me. Do you actually think we can save the republic? Do you think we can stop spending us into oblivion and bring back freedom? Do you believe we can do it? I got to tell you, more and more, I think we can't. More and more, I, and I don't want to be, you know, like the tidings of uh, a bad uh, of omens here, but I, I don't think it's salvageable. It, it, there are just too many people, I think, that don't understand the Constitution, don't understand liberty, don't understand economics, aren't being taught it in government schools are willing to sacrifice liberty for for security i i just i don't see how we do it i preach it i pray i pray that people learn it but we don't really seem to be making any progress brian do you, have you what you recognize i know the uh, the threat of this debt in the spending and the overregulation, do you see a point in time where we can turn this around? Yeah, when the uh, system collapses. <laughs> <laughs> Does that answer that, your question? Uh, that's a little too late. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I'm uh, sorry about that, but that's what I see in my crystal ball. So now, what's our recourse? I I don't know, because you and I both know there's no way we can ever pay off this amount of debt. It's impossible. Yeah, Not I, without some significant cuts that any politician would be willing to make. It's just, I don't think it's going to happen. That's the key. It can be saved, but politicians have to do it, and none of them have the intestinal fortitude. And neither do voters. Voters, we have the most unprincipled voters the world has ever seen. All right, well, we'll, we got callers on the line, and I'm getting messages at GaryNolan.com. We'll cover this ground in the next few minutes on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network.
is the Gary Nolan Show. Hey, it's 1035. It's uh, Froster Buns Friday, and uh, we're talking about the debt and the spending and government and how which, I don't see us ever turning it around. Uh, I keep talking about it. I keep hoping it, you know, liberty, uh, the message of liberty spreads. Uh, but I, I'm not seeing a lot of it. I'm seeing a lot of uh, voters who don't have the principle to, to vote for who they think is the best person for the job, just the lesser of two evils. In the meantime, I get a message from Mike at GaryNolan.com. He says, thank you for the insightful immigration comments. Also, the comment about minimum wage. One of my pet peeves is when people talk about a living wage. The amount of money a person needs to live on is an individual thing. If you like living high on the hog... Uh, maybe you'll need to have two or three jobs. It's not the employer's concern. The work is worth what the work is worth. There's a huge difference between so-called living wage and a just wage. As an employer, I want to pay a just wage based on the actual value of work. If I, as an employee, am willing to do the work for that compensation, the government should have nothing to say. You're exactly right, Mike. You're dead nuts on. Uh, this is, uh, you know, it's that equilibrium I talk about. You underpay, you lose productivity. People won't stay. They'll go find someone who'll pay them better. You overpay, you can't be competitive. You lose money. You have to find that sweet spot. The government doesn't know what it is. Uh, let's go to uh, Fulton. Matthew is on a Froster Buns Friday. Matthew, good morning. Yeah, the uh, it's, it's completely lost cause by now because over 50% of the people don't pay taxes. So many people are so used to living off the government but between child tax credits or all the free uh, giveaways we have. And nobody can ever, you know, when you're used to living on this standard of living, you can't just tell people, oh, well, we can take that $3,000 a month away from you. Um, people always complain about things not being fair or saying rich people don't pay enough or whatever else. If people really want something to be fair, we need to have, we have the, the flat tax or the fair tax. That's what would be, quote, unquote, fair for people. And nobody actually wants that when they find out what it means, that they're <laughs> going to pay their 10 percent and the rich people are going to pay their 10 percent. Yeah, that would be fair. Uh, and I do think that the uh, fair tax is even better than the flat tax. But, but uh, you know, the Democrats want to spend and spend and spend. Uh, the Republicans don't want to tax. Democrats do. It's just a matter of when you pay. And, and yes, exactly. And we have all these we have military bases in what eighty countries for what? I mean, for what? Just just to have a footprint somewhere else to exert our uh, our beliefs in countries that really don't care about our beliefs. Are you a libertarian? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm Man. more so libertarian. I'm more so libertarian than uh, than uh, Republican for sure, but. Um, at the same time, it's uh, some, some of the stuff on the libertarian side I'm not 100% with, but I'm more so libertarian than Democrat. Uh, the biggest thing about libertarianism that I'm not with is the legalization of drugs. Oh, uh, oh God. Yeah, the, the only no. reason San, San Francisco and Portland have, have ruined my uh, belief in, in letting people it's do not, drugs when they want to It's do. not that the state legalized the drugs. That's not what's causing the problem. The federal government is still the problem when it comes to the drug war. You, you got to go. I, I played this audio from Peter Christ uh, at Leap, um, and that's law enforcement against prohibition. And he just nails it. All of your, he explains 
Let me ask you something. If you if you had a kid, a child, and I don't know if you do or not, but if you had a child and they were addicted to drugs, where would you rather they buy them? In the middle of downtown St. Louis at night from strangers or from Walgreens? Oh, from Walgreens, of course. I'm not, I'm not against people doing drugs. Um, I'm just against people being able to do them in public and be comatose. I just well, you know, here's, here's let, me, let, me, let me go one step further, and then I'm going to let you go. We had prohibition on alcohol, uh, but they ended that. And what happened? All the bars and taverns opened up, places where people could go to consume alcohol off the streets. They weren't walking down the street with tipping a fifth of whiskey. They were in an establishment where a reasonable bartender would say, you've had too much, i got to cut you off. If you, if you let the marketplace uh, take over, get the government out of it, there would be places for people to go and use drugs safely. There would be somebody there to give, uh, uh, what is that uh, stuff that they spray in the nose? I can't remember what they call it. Narcan? Uh, Narcan, yes. Uh, there would be all these, you know, much uh, safer places to use their drugs. It's not going to happen as long as the feds are there to prosecute. Matthew, I got to run, buddy. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Roy is on the line. Good morning. You're going to have to jog my memory. Are we talking about losing the republic still? Yes. Okay. And anything else that's on your mind? You you can't lose it. It's been gone for a while now. The people that live in this country that are born here and are citizens would not recognize the republic for which it stands. Um, so where do we go from here? We'd have to save what we can, and the way to do that is for people to understand, and I guess that's where the LP comes in, isn't it? <sighs> well, we try. We try. Yeah. you got a good candidate. Um, I forget his name, but he was on Tim Pool, and he had a chance to talk without being interrupted. It was a wonderful thing. <laughs> well, we got lots of candidates. Which which yes. which candidate was on Tim Pool? I can say it was a male, dark hair. Governor, uh, president. Uh, they didn't use any titles. They were all in the first person. Had a beard. I can look it up. I'll get back to you. All right, Roy. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan show. Yeah, um, we we do have some. We got some candidates that I you know uh, that embarrass me. We also have some pretty good candidates. Uh, that I would, uh, you know, I would vote for in a New York second. And I will vote libertarian. I'm telling you right now, I am not going to vote for the lesser of two evils. That's what being principled is all about. It's saying, if this person gets in, we're not saved. If that person gets in, we're not saved. At least this third person will do what needs to be done to save us. That's where my vote goes. Uh, let's uh, let's see, John. Regarding uh, immigration on both sides of my family, uh, there are those that immigrated. It used to be to immigrate to our great country, a sponsor was required. No, that's not true. Uh, there were people who had sponsors, but it was never a necessity by the government. Um, let's see. Larry says uh, we can't save a republic that doesn't exist. You have your head buried in the sand if you think. We still have a functional constitution. This is like the immigration nonsense from yesterday. You have an unrealistic perception of our situation. 
Larry, I gave all the details today earlier on immigration. If you weren't listening, shame on you. But it validated everything I said yesterday about jobs created uh, with immigration. And in order to save the country, you have to revive it as a republic, not a democracy. And uh, your head is in the wrong place if you think there's any other way. Jimmy says we have a right to set immigration laws that are intended to benefit the country without regard to the benefit of the immigrant. Jimmy, tell me what part of the Constitution deals with immigration and what does it say? Look that up and tell me what it says. Uh, Scott says the United States can't be saved. Not enough politicians with fortitude to make the right decisions. And society's become too ignorant to make the decisions for the greater good. Well, that's kind of scary, but it's probably true. Uh, let's uh, see. Gary, I agree with the following. We are living in, a, in decadent times, and we will be destroyed because we have gotten away from our founding principles and traditions. So we will not survive. I don't know where you go. I don't know where you go. If, if this republic collapses, and that's what it's, I'm, I'm calling it what it's supposed to be, a republic. If it collapses, I don't know where, where you go for, to find your freedom. We were the last bastion on earth. The reason that those uh, people from Britain and France and Germany and, and, the, and the rest of the world came here was because we, we had the promise of freedom to succeed. There is no other land being found or created. I don't know. Now I've depressed myself, Brian. I want to talk something cheerful like the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl again. We could do that. Sure. You, are, you, uh, are you inviting me and in, in going over to your house? Absolutely. For... You're always invited. Uh-huh. And, and what will you make for food? Oh, my. We have all kinds of uh, ideas. All right. Well, I want to find out what they are. I'm going to take a quick break because we got to get these commercials out of the way. It's Froster Buns Friday. It's the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 1051 on a Froster Buns Friday football game coming up. Uh, Brian has just invited Gwen and me over to his house. Uh, to watch the game, and he's promised to make food. You got a—is there like a favorite football snack that you make? Not really, but I mean, for special occasions like the Super Bowl, we might make some more uh, dippy stuff. You like dippy stuff, right? Dippy, dippy stuff. Yeah, stuff the hell that you is... dip into. You know, like at CC's, there dippy sauce. They don't. They don't we make, we make similar no things. No dippy and, sauce uh, on the menu at CC's. Yeah, it's bistro just, sauce. Oh no, it's not bistro. But that's another topic for another day. You need to check out. It's called Hissy Fit Dip. Okay. Yeah. Hissy Fit Dip, and it's got so many delicious things. And when you put them all together, it's oh, you can't stop eating it. And I think we're going to make some uh, bacon-wrapped chicken tenders as well. Oh, that those, sounds those good. Are, and those are dippy things as well. You know, you put the... Uh, oh, I, I can't give the recipe on the air. That would be ridiculous. But just look them up yourself. But those are the things that we're probably going to make and maybe chili, too. 
chili. That's what Gwen makes. Yeah. Oh, man, does she make good chili. Uh, before I get into the whole football thing, because I, I really, uh, you know, this is this is the, the big game of the season. Um, what is this article? You found an article that Toyota is not making battery-powered vehicles? They, well, they're focusing on hybrids specifically, things that you and I were talking about at the beginning of this whole EV push for us. Like, why aren't we pushing hybrids instead of going all in on just battery-powered? Toyota had it figured out from the very beginning. They they just would not get on this EV bandwagon. And uh, they actually had an annual profit, get this, $30 billion at the end of <laughs> March. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ford and the other uh, automakers, they're... Are losing billions. They are. And I, I, these people have got to be smarter than you and I. And I just don't understand why they were coerced into this EV push when they well, weren't they, ready. There was no infrastructure in place. They have to be smarter than you. They, well, they yes, that goes without me. saying. Because you know, after all... <laughs> Oh, but I, uh, I mean, this brings up the topic that you were talking about a long time ago. Which came first, gas stations or the car? Yeah, and I mean that. This is exactly what they're doing. So, well, we'll just push these things out there, even though there's no way to charge them. But we'll get there. No, you. Oh my God. Yeah. What happened to make a great product that everybody wants and then service the product? Instead, it's make a product that nobody wants and then uh, service a, a product that isn't selling. And and sales are going, even in California, Brian, sales are dropping quarter over quarter. Yeah, and they, they don't understand why. <laughs> That's the thing. They're still pushing. Oh, Lord, it is such a bad idea. <laughs> and, and, and there's no stopping them. Now, I was watching... And uh, we both would be in on the hybrid product, right? I'm not no. against batteries. I'm not against them. I just... I, I don't like the way they mine the minerals. I do think as a performance additive, it's... You know, it, it works. That's yeah, the difference. I mean, it, it would be great that while your gas power uh, engine is going down the highway, that you're charging the battery. Yeah, usually what happens uh, in hybrids is you charge the battery when you touch the brake pedal. Right. Uh, the brakes recharge the battery. My point here is that the hybrid is, it's effective. It works. That doesn't mean it's my preferred choice. It just means that it's functional and it works. Battery-powered cars are not functional. And they don't work. Uh, yeah, you can drive around town with them or take a short ride with them, but they're impractical for the long ride. Uh, finding charging stations that work is a challenge. Uh, if you don't own your own home, chances are you have to rely on some other, uh, you know, maybe the grocery store or an actual charging station. They take way too long to charge up. And if, you know, if... If 15 cars pull off the highway on, uh, on I-70 onto a rest area, you can get those 15 cars all gassed up and on their way literally in minutes. If you have 15 battery-powered cars pull off the highway, 
they're going to be there for hours. All night. And even then, you're not going to charge it up to 100% because they tell you that's not good for the battery. Fast charge to 100% kills the battery. Just go to 80%. So instead of that 350 miles promised on a full charge, you're now getting 20% less and having to stop more often. I, I don't care how you look at it. I don't care how you twist it. Battery-powered cars are bad for the environment. They're bad for the health of the, of the people who uh, do the mining. They're bad for the highways because they weigh so much. They wear out the roads qu- more quickly. Their, their uh, tires wear out uh, more swiftly. And, and, and that literally is a pollutant. And another thing that gets me, the environmentalists who hate it when we drill into the earth are perfectly fine with digging up the earth for lithium and other minerals. Yeah, this is fine. Yeah. How, how, how do they reconcile those two things? I, as long as there's no exhaust pipe on the back ah, of my car. I see. It's like see no evil. Uh-huh. You know? Uh, hey, you don't see an exhaust pipe on my car. I care about the environment. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, the car itself uh, is just tearing up the environment. I watched uh, a piece on um, global warming yesterday. And uh, the goals that they want for the amount of CO2 that they're, that ultimately these... Uh, global warming fanatics want us to to, uh, to put out of the United States. Turns out, Brian, it's not even achievable. You you can't do it. Based on our population, you you can't reduce the CO two output and still survive. Oh, that reminds me. I, there was another story that I found. Oh, I got to I got to. How much time do I have here? Do I have About, time for uh, thirty seconds? Oh. All right, I will. Uh, when we come back, Earth was a giant snowball 700 million years ago, and allegedly the scientists now know why. <laughs> I can hardly wait to hear. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Right away, my first thought was uh, perhaps because uh, we didn't have any uh, uh, suburbans. SUVs, yeah. Well,. It's, it's, it's close. That's close. But we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll do it uh, coming up in the next segment. And it is Froster Buns Friday, and, and, and now we're, we're kind of dominating here, the conversation. But your input is always welcome on The Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show 